0: It's going to be up to them what they like, you know what I mean? Because, you know, stuff you like, I ain't going to like, and stuff I like, you ain't going to like, but, like, again, I say, it's what you make of it, how you want to act
1: around people, where they're going to react to you. Right, exactly. Uh That's very good advice from Eddie McTheney. Welcome to Six Figure Trucker, the podcast where we share advice on how to be successful in trucking and have fun while doing so. We'll share stories, news, and advice on how to earn six figures in trucking, and we'll speak to guys and gals that are already doing so. Let's get to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Six-Figure Trucker, brought to you by Norton Transport. This is a podcast where we elevate and celebrate the driver's that move trucks all over the country and up into Canada on occasion. Now, these are the drivers, of course, from Norton Transport in the driveway field where we drive the trucks that move the freight eventually. We don't move the cargo, but without the trucks that we move, it wouldn't happen. Now, joining us this evening is Eddie McTheney. Eddie, how are you? I'm doing good, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Can't complain. Now, are you on the road right now, Eddie? No, sir. I'm in Boynton Beach, Wyoming. Boynton Beach, Florida. What's the weather like here on this 13th day of March as we're recording this? It says 93. 93? You got to be kidding. This is my truck's in. I'm sitting beside my pickup truck, so that's what it says. Oh, my goodness. Might be a little Now, <laughs> Boy- Boynton Beach kind of give us a geographical orientation. That's down there toward West Palm? That's West Palm it's Palm Beach County. Got gotcha. you. So you're right there next to it. Yes, sir. Now, do you live on the beach? Are you close to the beach? Are you a beach don't guy?
0: No, I'm close. I'm close to it. I don't have that kind of money to live on the beach. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. In fact, no. Nah, in fact, I wouldn't even want to live on there because that's the first place the hurricane hit. Got gotcha. you. So you're not a beach guy? No, sir. I had my time doing the beach when I was younger, but no. I got you.
1: gotcha. got gotcha. you. Now, you said you had your time on the beach when you were younger. How young of a man are you right now? I'll be 60 the 21st of May. 60? Six huh? No. 6, six zero. Okay. I got you. Any big plans coming up as you hit the sixth decade, Mark? Yes, sir. I'll, I'll be in Bimini, the Bahamas, on my 60th birthday. Oh, Nice. You going there with anybody special? Yes, me, my girlfriend, my son, our family. Okay, okay. How long has that trip been in the Uh, works? Probably about five months. So you've been planning that. Remind me again when your birthday is and when you guys are going down for the trip. May 21st. We're going to leave that Friday. I think May 21st is on a Sunday. Okay. How many days down there? from friday to monday okay an extended well, weekend there. yeah we'll leave actually
0: so, we'll leave by sunday and get back get back monday monday morning yes sir that'll be a weekend
1: that'll be nice that'll be nice have you ever been down to the bahamas yes there two weeks before christmas so you must have had a good time if you're going back <laughs> yeah now yes, in the sir. i hear you chuckling there Eddie McTheny, what's a good time for Eddie McTheny? If he's with a girlfriend and her family, what's going to be a good time? Most of his time you can catch me, I'm a fun
0: person out I, I, You know, I love it when I'm home. And then if, when I get down to Vaughn Armory, I love to mess with Dave down there. I dispatch Thomas. Then And occasionally I see Michael and, I, you know, they know the type of guy I am. I, you know, I'm never mad. It takes a lot to get me mad.
1: and uh, you know, I always joke. Gotcha. That's a good recipe, I would think, for keeping a healthy lifestyle, healthy in the sense of your sense of being your uh, your temperament. Is that something that works for you? Is having that kind of temperament in this kind of job? Yes, sir. I found out that it, you know you can keep calm. You know, you know, sometimes
0: it goes on. You know, you might not like with the job. Okay, I mean, for you know. You might get a little, you don't might not like, but I hardly ever sell them. You know, get mad because you can't take out on dispatches, or you can't take out on, on on Norton because it's not their fault. I mean, you know, we get some messed up loads sometimes, but it is what it is, you know. And I just try to take it. You know, I let Thomas know that I don't like something or whatever. But you know, I don't raise my voice at him because you know that's a big old boy. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen Thomas in person,
1: yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I hang out with him in the gate Florida and the game. At the tailgate with him. Yeah, yeah, that's a big guy. Yeah, he is. We're going to circle back to that Georgia-Florida game, but I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about your temperament and demeanor. And, you, you know, sometimes, I mean, truth of the matter, driveway trucking, it's not all – I mean, some loads are not desirable loads, but is it to you, is it a balance or a sense of scales there as far as good with a bad? It is, because you're going to have to. I mean, sometimes you're thinking, about, man, I'm done with
0: this, man. But then, at the end of the day, when you finish you load everything over it, and then that money hits, hits that card, you have a second, of, you know, you're second Nah, man, I ain't, I ain't going nowhere.
1: <laughs> that, that, everything you know. changes when that money hits that card, doesn't it? Everything changes when that money hits the card. Now, you're listening to The Six-Figure Trucker brought to you by Norton Transport. We've got Eddie McTheney. 59 years young on the horn with us tonight. And Eddie is kicking back at home, Boynton Beach, Florida, down there towards West Palm. He says it's 93 degrees here on March 13th. Of course, he is down there deep in South Florida. Now, Eddie, uh, when's your next load and where are you going? I don't know. I hadn't seen nothing yet. You know,
0: I'm on the board. And of course, they know. Uh, if it's not Florida, Georgia,
1: Alabama, it's not me. I got you, you're a Southern guy, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Now you were talking about Von Orme. How many do you run out of Von Orme there? Well, I mostly, I'm saying ninety five percent of my loads come out of
0: Von Orme here. Uh, I got you. Every now and then I, I might get them out of Denton, and every now and then I get them
1: out of Cali. I got you, got you. Now give us kind of a for those people who may be listening to the, the Six Figure Trucker. Brought to you by Norton Transport for the first time, first couple of times. You're a deck driver. Do you ever pick up any singles? I'll do single. uh, Sometimes I'll get one, maybe
0: out of Florida going somewhere. And then I, I, what I try to do is when I finish my deck load, if I finish in Georgia somewhere close to Fed, I'll try to grab a new dump truck coming back to Florida and that'll take me home. I got you. So just to kind of complete the trip. Yes, sir. I think But if not, I I like
1: to end up in Orlando or Tampa, and then I get the Amtrak for like thirty bucks and come home. Talk about that for a minute. Thirty bucks in your home. You've been doing this. Uh, how long have you been doing this?
0: I've been with Noah going on four years. And I, I've been doing this since 2010. I think I started in 2012, 2013 doing big loads with Unimark, but um. You know, I worked for a couple more companies and then I end up with Norton through some friends. And then I end up with Thomas, no meeting Thomas. So, and so I just here I am, still
1: here. Well, the reason I asked that question about how long you've been doing it, obviously, you're pretty savvy if you're finding an Amtrak for 30 bucks. Talk about transportation in and out and how you find ways to save money. And when you're saving money, you're making money for mr eddie well i pretty much know what i'm gonna do that's why i do the
0: same ones once i can get them over you know i i you know i got the the half flam greyhound you know all the airlines so you know i pretty much plan my trip when i once i leave and you know see how i'm gonna get back home because that's one thing i don't like to be stranded you know
1: so Yeah, it's a bad it, feeling it, being it, stranded.
0: It, yeah, yeah. It works out. I mean, I hadn't had no problem here, especially with Nardin. And uh, you know, if I can get a load here, Tell me. If not, I just wait to one come up. And, you know, like I say, they pretty
1: much no way I like to go and it's no problem. Now you were talking about uh, you don't want to be stranded, and I'm guessing it's only a guess in your time in the business, which is pretty extensive. You've been stranded before. I, I can't recall exactly when, but it's not been with not you know, I'd have been out there somewhere
0: uh, when I first started doing it. Cause you, you don't really know how to get around there. You get some places that there's no, no kind of public transportation to get you back, you know, too close to a bus station or whatever, you know. And I, as I recall, I remember a, a customer, he had to drop me off,
1: you know, how far, that's it? not a good feeling. Right. How far of a ride did the customer take you to get you to your next? I think it was like 40, 50 miles. I think think it was like 40, 50 miles. Gotcha. Well, that was nice of the customer to do that, but I guess it's not a practice you want to get into too often. No, sir. No, sir. Gotcha. So um, how much downtime have you had here? We're talking to Eddie McTheney on a Monday evening here on the Six Figure Trucker. Brought to you by Norton Transport. Eddie, how much downtime have you had? Did you work last week? Did you finish up last week?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I actually,
1: I just uh, uh, I went to Cali too. I picked up
0: two way. I brought one to the Alabama and dropped one in Georgia. Then I went up and grabbed a dump truck in mm-hmm. North Georgia, and I delivered it there uh, today because it wasn't open Saturday. But I'm not having no downtime. Uh, you know, I always call the a vacation if I ain't got nothing. <laughs> I got you, know, you. But, it, but they really—they have loads, night. I mean, it ain't no such you don't have work. It, it's just
1: what I prefer to do. I got you. It's you pick your schedule. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Where did you deliver that dump not, truck to? Did it go down to Florida? Or did you get to Georgia? And,
0: what? No. Well, I didn't have a no dump truck. I had a garbage truck. It went down to Deerfield Beach.
1: Okay. Well, that's pretty close. Yeah, I could have walked back home if I wanted to, if I was young as I used to be. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. Now, you were talking about uh, making your own schedule. Now, have you been – the longer you've been in doing drive away, have you gotten better at making your own schedule as far as coming up with some tricks of the trade? Well, yes, sir. I mean, to be honest
0: with you, and not saying it because, you know, I I like Thomas, which I call him Fat Man. I. Uh, you know, you get to see your loads and then, you know, you can plan them. It ain't, you know, they ain't offer you nothing. You know, like you had to call in, they tell you you got this, they got that. They, you know, they put the board in front of you to see what you got. You know, so it's up to me whether I want to take it or I don't want to take it. So, and I found, I feel like this, you know, this is the best company I done been with doing
1: drive away. You know, I can't complain. How many you know. companies have you worked with in DriveAway? Not naming the companies, but the number. How many companies have you worked uh, with? Probably five. Okay. Well, that's good to yeah, hear. I did. I mean, yeah,
0: I've done through three. This is my third day
1: company. Okay. What? Uh, you know. I'm sure. I mean, we're certainly glad to hear you say that we've been the best. and that we. I mean, we wouldn't be the best without drivers like Eddie McTheney. Right. It's a two-way street, obviously. Now, I thought we were going to hold off on this for a little bit, but uh, I think we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. You live down in Boynton Beach, Florida, right there in the Palm Beach, West Palm Beach area. And we I looked up on your driver profile. Your handle is Gator. Now, you've kind of alluded to it already. I'm assuming you're a tried-and-true orange-and-blue Florida Gator. I was born in Gainesville, yes, sir. Born in Gainesville, huh? Hmm? Born in Gainesville. Now, if you were born in Gainesville and you're 59 years young, did you ever come across by chance the path of a gentleman by the name of Tom Petty? No, sir. Are you? A tra- I, I was born there, but I didn't. I wasn't raised. There, I was just born there, so. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Well, I, I heard Tom Petty and, and
0: Heartbreakers.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if you were a fan because he's a. He was kind of a beloved son there in the, in the Florida fandom there. But Tom Petty certainly, obviously, a big-time star. But uh, are you a fan of Tom Petty? I like
0: him. Either. I mean, I'm
1: a so, you know, uh, yep. Now, we were talking about Thomas. Now, Thomas told me, he told me earlier, you've made your way up to Jacksonville before in years past for the uh, what they call the World's Largest Outdoor Cocktail Party. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't actually call it that anymore, at least people that know. And, uh, of course, if you're not familiar with the World's Largest Outdoor Cocktail Party in Jacksonville, Florida, that is the annual game between the University of Florida and the University of Georgia. Did you make it up this past season? No. I um, had high issues and so... I didn't make it. But uh, now I bought a brand new Ram pickup, so you best believe I'll be there this year. I got you. Is it good for tailgating, this Ram truck you got?
0: That's right. Everybody can't no Bulldogs on the back of it. I got you.
1: Well, you'll have to keep Thomas off of it. Now, Thomas did tell me that you guys tailgated together or you went to a game together. I guess if it wasn't this past season, just a couple months ago or a few months ago, it was in 21. Last year. I got you. Last year I went. All right. uh, We tailgated. And the year before
0: that day, you know, it was the pandemic. But the year before that was my first year going, that's when uh, Yeah, I think that's when I met him.
1: Okay. Now you guys knew each other obviously from work and he's got your number, you've got his. What was it like tailgating with Thomas? He's a real straight up guy. I I love him, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Now it takes. You know, I I never seen him mad or nothing. You know he don't. He always smiling. So he's a good guy. I really. And I told him if he
1: leave, I'm leaving. <laughs> he's your guy here on the inside, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's a good person. Well, he said the same about you before I walked in here to get set up to do this. He said Eddie's the real guy, and I'm like, well, that's good to hear. And I wanted to kind of paint a picture for us what that tailgate was like as far as before. And after the games, okay. Well, th- the first time when I got there, Thomas told me how
0: to get out of park. So I had, uh, I had two suitcases, and uh, you probably know what suitcases they was. And so I paid a guy through a box and taking away Thomas for that. So you know, we sat and drinking and everything. Oh man! But at after the games, we got ready to leave. I started off, uh, I had to pay somebody to find my car. I couldn't find my car.
1: Right. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I do know what you mean, dear. I mean, that's a long day. That's a long day. No, I, I'm like that movie, Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. You got twisted around there.
0: And then the second time, I did it again. But this time I took pictures of where it was at, so
1: I found it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good that's smart man to uh, take pictures and a uh, little uh yeah. reference points there where you can go now you've told us about uh, your admiration for thomas one of our uh, dispatch team leaders here leads the shift here at norton transport now did you guys talk shop or did you talk football or a combination of the two we talk about uh, combination to both too you know um
0: You know, he pretty much would let me know, you know, what they expect of me Uh, you know, what's going on. You know, he never led me in the wrong direction. You know, so, and, you know, like I say, you know, what he, you know, what he don't like or whatever. So I said, okay, no problem. I said,
1: I can get along with that. Cool. And
0: so that's how we get along with No problem.
1: I got you. Now, you know, here we are in March. you got spring ball coming up here. What are the Gators going to do in 23?
0: Well, if, they, if they don't beat nobody, no two teams they're going to beat this year if I had to play.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's Georgia and Florida State. Yeah, Those are the
1: two that matter to the Gators.
0: That, them two that matter. Well, actually, Florida State, I mean, I, you can't take nothing from the Bulldogs. I mean, hey, you, you know, you just can't take nothing from the good. Well, I think everybody –
1: I was going to ask you, looking forward to 23, you got that new Dodge Ram truck. What color is the truck? It's like a dark gray. Dark gray. I got you. Now, when did you get it? And obviously, it had something to do with moving trucks for Norton Transport. Of course. It's like day of Detroit, day payments, and I got it like 45 days ago. Oh, so it's brand new. Still got that great smell. Yep. I got you. Now, is it a uh, four-wheel drive, full-size truck? What do we got there?
0: No, it's not a four-wheel
1: drive, but it's um, it's a big photo with the Hemi. Oh, okay. Okay, it's a big truck. Yeah. Got the Hemi going yeah. there. Now, you're yeah, going sir. to the Bahamas in May. What are you going to do? Are you going to work straight through up until then, or are you going to take a little time off? You've already made it clear you uh, – if you're not working your own vacation and you kinda of pick your own schedule, <laughs> what do you see in the next I guess uh six weeks to a 2 two m two months out? I'm gonna work.
0: Yeah. Like I said, as soon as I come over, if they have anything from Florida, Georgia, Alabama that I'd get you know, if I'd, if no nobody else beat me to it, I'd get it, I'd you know, I'd do it. I usually do one every week. But You know, I think a lot of things were going on, a lot of people don't want to come to Florida. They come to Florida in the wintertime, but they don't want to come in the summertime. So, sometimes it
1: would be hard to get loads, you know. I got you. Now, you've been doing this, uh, I think you said 2010, 2012 is about when you started in the driveway space. Did you always kind of gravitate toward staying in the southeast, or have you worked the whole country?
0: No, sir. I stayed home because I used to have my own trucks. But not, you know, just one truck. Now, I know multiple trucks. But I used to have a dump truck at one time, Triton at one time. So
1: I just stayed local. Now, tell us about that dump truck and tractor you had. Did you have a business going? Or what was the reasoning behind that? Well, I had, uh, when I had the, my first truck was a dump truck.
0: And then it's like, it just, the business just bottom, like I had it right before 9-11. It seemed like it after nine eleven, 9-11. It just, you know, everything started going bad. It was, you couldn't make no money. And uh, and I ended up buying a brand new Peterbilt in 2000, right before 9-11. So it just, it wasn't feasible. So I ended up, you know, getting rid of them, getting a the tractor. Gotcha. And uh, so now the company that I usually haul for uh, and stay with them so many years, they got bought out by a crawly. So, you know,
1: they ended that. I got you. Got you. What was it like? I mean, the comparison between owning your own business and your own company there versus what you're doing now. What are some of the pros and cons of that? Well, what the pros was, you know, you're your own boss.
0: You know, pretty much when you still got to work, you know, you got to work every day with them. I was off on the weekends. And uh, you know, but you would start with a certain amount of money. Of course, you know, you know what you're gonna make, but then with this here, right here, you can, uh, you don't have no, you don't have no payment. You don't have no expenses, mm-hmm. you know, like I did when I had my, when I ran my truck. But, uh, you know, you pretty much can make your own salary over here.
1: That's gotta be advantageous for you. And I wanted to back up and ask you one question. You didn't have the payments back when you owned your own company. Which one of these two carries the most stress or pressure, and how do you cope with it? And which one, obviously, do you prefer?
0: I had, I had my own payments I had payments,
1: but uh, it wasn't bad. But the dump truck was
0: the most expensive. I had like two thousand a month payment on because the truck was brand new when I bought it. Um, doing this ain't bad. The only thing is, you know, it's. Now I'm getting, you know, getting kind of old, older, you know. So it sometimes get rough on you. But when I was, you know, with my old truck, all I did was, you know, son, I ain't had to do nothing but, you know, drive. But
1: well, being 59 years old, and I've seen your profile, I'm assuming you're in pretty good shape. But like you kind of touched on there, it there's some physicality to it, some physical aspects that you got to do as part of the job as a deck driver. What's that like, man? Handling those saddles? I guess I thought years you, you learn how to do it.
0: You got, you know, what I'm saying, you know, you, you got to be smart about it. You know, if they got a horse, you take, you know, you use the horse to take them off the trucks. Sometimes you might have to push them off, and then you take a strap and pull it. You know, I can't pick them up. You okay. know, because okay. they just, yeah, they're heavy. You know, but
1: yeah, ex- you know, ex- ex- doing the thing, you got you. Got. Ex- the, explain to people. Obviously, you and I know what the horses are and the saddles and that kind of thing. But for people who may be listening to this, I want to let you uh, kind of walk people through what a horse, what a saddle is in a three-way or a four-way deck set. Kind of, kind of paint that picture for them of what we're talking about there in the uh, driveaway truck world. There. Okay, the horse is what they call we call the 8 frame. That's what we drive on.
0: That's what either is manual and not always manual. But it's, you know, it's electric, you know. That's what we hook it up, hook the straps up to it and to the bumper or either frame, whatever, what you got. And then, you know, you lift the trucks up. And you, before you lift them up, you got to go underneath. That's where the sun is. Then loosen the bolt j bolts And, mm-hmm. you know, once you get all that clear, then, you know, you pull up on a little bit and make sure that's, you know, Nothing like the oil pan, one of the biggest things about when you're undecking it is the oil pan. If they too low, that salad will bust them. Yeah. So I'm sure you know, once you get ready once you get ready to pull out, what you need to do is just ease out a little bit. And get out that truck. Or then little, you know, and sometimes you might have to, you know, play with that horse a little bit, raise it up, raise it down or whatever. And then once you see that you're good, then you just don't go in and pull out. You might have to get in and out a couple of times, but you still wanna make sure yeah. you just don't get in there and take off, right? You got to oh. make sure your
1: clearance is there. You make sure clear them because if mm-hmm. not, you, you won't. You, here's all pay you want to pay for, and that's expensive, you know. Yes, sir. Now it's a little bit oh. different the decking between new and used, from what I understand. Kind of, kind of lay out the differences between a new truck and a used truck. Well, now I can't tell you about the used truck because I don't do them. They the new trucks
0: are already decked. All we got to do is undeck them by that. Every now and then, but you're right, every now and then you might have to redeck one, right? But it's pretty simple because 9 to 10, if you redeck it, the cell is going to be in, in the spot that it was. So, you know, you got to make sure that saddle is center. Or however, you know, you don't want one truck leading to one side or one swap side. So, if the saddle already there, you, and you pretty much can tell where the whole other saddles is at on one of the trucks. So, you know, you try to back it up but of course you can to that spot where it was already there before. But,
1: uh, field decking, that's what they call field decking. I don't do field decking. Gotcha. How did you you get into decking? What, what kind of, what gives us the chain of events that uh, led you to become a deck driver? Well, I was doing singles. I used to work for Quality and I had some old friends that I met because you, you
0: meet a lot of guys out here that, you know, that you could always pick up points for them, and that's the thing about it, you know, that's why you got to be friendly to people, because you never know when somebody's going, you're going to need somebody, but uh, I, they brought me to on with another company, we're doing the deck nose. and they were saying
1: there's more money, you know, and all that, so that's how I ended up doing the, getting into decking. Gotcha. Now, you've, you've done all decking with us, is that right, or did you have singles with us before you started into decking? No, I, uh, I came
0: over doing decking.
1: I got you. Now, not to throw out a figure, a, money, a dollar figure, but uh, what's the contrast, I guess, as far as, you know, it's like decking pays X amount more than singles because a lot of guys want to get to decking. We all, I always think of it kind of like this. You've got the major leagues, and then you've got the minor leagues on the singles level. Would that be a fair comparison in your world, or how would you compare the two as far as from the financial standpoint and balancing that with the physical aspect of what you got to do on the deck side?
0: Well, I on the deck side, you know, okay, the fuel, they, you know, they cover the fuel. I mean, you know, you get a reimbursement, however, they're supposed to do it. I'd rather do decks it's more money obviously. obvious. And, uh, you know, just doing the singles, you might, you know, do good. It depends on what you get. You know, uh, if you get a big garbage truck, you know, of course you're gonna burn fuel. You get a if you get a tractor, a single tractor, you know, it's gonna be good on fuel.
1: Gotcha. Do you miss the singles life, doing the singles? I'll do them to get home. I mean.
0: Oh, uh, even if I have it was like, actually if I, they got something in Florida, and I got a load that I need to pick up in Texas, uh, it's going to save me money. Well, it's not going to cost me money. I can make money going. I do with a single. I take the single out there.
1: True. And you know, that's money both ways. Oh yeah, you're making money on your way out to Von Ormy and obviously on the way back out of Von Ormy. On the way back, yes, sir. to and from. Now I wanted to ask and- you, what's the coolest thing you've seen on the road, the open road? In your uh, 10 plus years doing this, well, it's more than, yeah, definitely more than 10 years. What's the coolest thing you've seen? Ah, man, I don't see some of everything. I mean, I don't,
0: because I, you know, when I first started, I'd have been, been by, it was Christmas House, I don't think, too. Uh, Wyoming, where the Sundance Kid was at. Uh, James Dean, I've been through, you know, like, his, like his, they got a museum. I've never been there, but I've been seeing the signs uh,
1: where Barton and Clyde got bambooshed every museum. So. That's, That's cool. That is too cool. Yeah. What did you think of Graceland when you, did you get a chance to check it out? Yeah, I went to,
0: I uh, took a friend, we we stopped in Tuvalu because I was telling about it, we stopped in Tubelo, and then went to, the Rain Hotel where Martin Luther King got killed. All that. Then went over to Grace, man. And so, you know, it was just, it was something to see on, you know, everything, you know. You hear about stuff, but then when you see it, you know. Kind of brings it home, doesn't it? Yeah. I've been to Vegas. I finally got to go to Washington a couple years back. I took a dump truck up there. Uh,
1: So I finally went to Seattle. Gotcha. So now I done drove in every state you can drive in. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Now, I was going to ask you about Vegas. Were you uh, were you able to put any money down on the slots, in the slots, or on the tables, roulette, any of that kind of stuff? No, sir. I just,
0: when I'm on the road, I'm on the road for business. I I don't do play show. I, I get rid of the trucks like I'm supposed to because I don't want to be responsible for nothing. I got you. And then when I i have done. If I'm going to spend money, I'll spend money home. I, you know, I
1: got enough casinos here. I like can Florida, so I don't need to, you know. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Do you ever make your way out to the casinos? Hey, Florida? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. I had been in a while, but yeah, I mean, in that
0: casino, like 40, 40 minutes from me.
1: That's not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, we got them in
0: Pompano, Miami, so, you know, it's just... Now, I
1: wanted to ask you, how did you get into the trucking business in general? I'm sure that Eddie was doing something before he got into trucking. And what led you to the trucking industry? Well, when I was
0: young before I turned 21, I, you know, I did a job, you know, construction, or whatever, and I'm the type of person. I don't like to be in one place. I let like it go. I feel like when you're in one spot, time is, you know, time stands still. You know what I'm you saying? See. Yes, man, still. So I, I think I had moved to Orlando for a while and then we moved back. And then I was talking to a friend. He had just finished truck driving school up there in a little town called Chipley, Florida. And he told me about it, but I wasn't 21, I was 20. So I had to wait till I turned 21. And I signed up for it, but I had to get a chauffeur license during that time. So so when I turned 21, I went ahead and you know, it cost me $280 to go to school. Wonder what it would cost now. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> and the trucks we had, a lot of the younger hours, they don't even know anything about them. they training cab
1: overs. Right. You know,
0: a lot of kids don't know what a cab over is.
1: And you also, I'm sure you trained on manual transmission. Yes, sir. You know, that's kind of different now because a lot of the manufacturers, you know, a lot of the guys in the schools are training on automatics. What's your stance on that as far as what a driver needs to know as far as uh, both transmission types? I think you really need to drive both. I really do.
0: Now, I like automatic right now when I'm pulling deck sets, But if, I got a, if I'm got pulling a trailer, you know, I'll get, I want to shift gears. That way I feel like a real trucker. You know, I don't – but doing the decks is all – you know, that,
1: that's fine. with for automatics. I did want to ask you, speaking of trucks, let's kind of dig down into that a little bit. What's your favorite truck to drive and the least favorite truck to drive? Well, I like both of them. I like the – well, I like all of them.
0: Because, well, you know, when you delivering – the only thing I don't like about Detroit is – when they're up in there, they lose prime. They're hard to start with the Detroit. But you get the Cummins, the Peterbills, and Kenworths, you know, they fly right up. They don't lose their prime, but...
1: Not so with you know, the Detroits. You,
0: yeah, I mean, when I uh, first started doing it, you know, I was trying to start them, and I really didn't know about prime them, man. They took me like an hour to get, get a truck
1: started. Now, if you had, let's say you walk into... A large parking lot truck, a big truck stop. You've got your choice of truck to drive. You've got an International, you got a Peterbilt, you got a Volvo, you got a Mack, you got a Kenworth, you got a Freightliner. Which one are you gonna grab? I mean, let's say they're all same condition, same year models. Which one would you grab and why? Oh, uh, I might
0: grab a Freightliner because I'm that's what I'm in mean most of the time. Cas- uh, if I had a- if I had, Yeah, if I had a chance for a dump truck, nah, I'd, get, I'd
1: probably get a Pete. Gotcha. Or uh, either a Kenworth or, you know, the dump. I got you. Now, does it make a difference? I mean, do you see much difference between the manufacturers out there as far as the quality of the trucks, or are they similar across the board? I think it's
0: similar because, you know,
1: even
0: with, you with the new trucks, in both lines, you can have something go wrong with a brand new one,
1: so... Let's talk a little bit, not to talk about bad news, but let's talk about breakdowns. You've been in the business a long time. I'm sure you've seen some breakdowns. Yes. Not too many, though. Well, that's good. That's good. How do you handle a breakdown, and how would you tell a new guy or girl coming up, say, you know, it's part of the business, something you got to be ready for? What was your, What would your outlook be? It's like, okay, you're out there. Let's say you're in Wyoming. Truck breaks down. How do you handle something like that? Well, first of all, you got to call DSG, and they tell you that every time you get get your load, them
0: they'll call DSG. And that's who you need to call because they're going to tell you where they want to go, you know, whatever you need. You know what I'm
1: saying? It's up to them. Right. They're going to set the boundaries and set the game plan, but how do you deal with and it? Yeah, and they're going to
0: call. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't know. I was just gonna ask you how you deal with it personally. Well, don't none of them like it because you know it
0: is holding us up and you know, you don't know what's you know what you're gonna do. You, you might have to undeck one of the trucks or you might have to sit there and wait on them. You just don't never know. Gotcha. You know, if it's the last truck, that's fine, cause you just undeck that last truck and drop it. Right. But the problem is it's if it's the front truck and the front truck is a Cascadia, then you the rest of your truck is them tools, and then a lot of times you can't drop them because if you drop that when that once that second truck comes down, it's gonna be too long, and it's gonna hit underneath the other side or the third truck. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just yeah. So you pretty much have to unbend all of them.
1: Yeah, so a break it's in major. A breakdown can be very problematic on a deck set, depending. Yeah, come time. Yeah. Gotcha. Let's talk about the other time. Let's talk about the other side of the spectrum. You're on a deck set. Now, do you do normally three ways or four ways or a combination? It just depends. We're coming back to Florida, Georgia, Alabama. I got you. Now, how would you characterize the week? Let's say we know you want to get back to Florida. And let's say you find a great three way run or a four way run and a single back, and you're able to do all that within three, four days, what kind of feeling does that give you? I'm good. <laughs> I'll be home by the weekend. Gotcha. Are you usually uh, home by – do you not work on the weekends? I really don't, but I, I do if I have to. Something I might pick
0: a load up and uh, deliver it like early part of the following week. But uh, usually I try to pick up on Monday. And do what I
1: need to do and be done by Thursday or Friday. And uh, then I'm home. Gotcha. Now, when you're away from home, where do you like to stay? Do you have a preference of where you lay your head? Nah, I use,
0: like I say, I usually to stop in Dusson, Louisiana. They have a hotel right there, a the little truck stop. If I stop in the Panhandle, I stop in Chippin' Florida, the Super 8. Okay. They got truck parking there. You know, that's the area that I know I'm coming with, you know, so that's why I like running. Gotcha.
1: Now, when you stop in Louisiana, you know, that's a state that's known for its food. Have you found some good places to eat when you're stopped?
0: Well, I'm
1: very finicky. I don't eat seafood.
0: Okay. Um, I don't eat no gumbo. I mean, I'm very finicky, so. Basic chicken or something. You know, it's something simple. I mean, you can get a truck stop. Ain't nothing like home-cooked food, but,
1: you know, I'll survive. But
0: I got you. I, hey, I don't, eat, I don't eat Cajun
1: food, tall, so. Now, what kind of food do, does Eddie McTheney like here? You're listening to Eddie Mctheney on The Six-Figure Trucker, brought to you by Norton Transport. You said you're a finicky eater. What do you like? Basic.
0: A certain type of fish has got to be fried. You know,
1: like pork chops, hamburgers. Good chicken, steak. You know, steak, yeah. Good steak. Now do you uh, are you a barbecue guy? Do you barbecue do you grill? Are you a guy that has your own grill there? Uh, I can do a little something, but my brother's about to bear. So if I can get him
0: to cook, I'll get him to cook, but uh now nah, my job is to buy.
1: you <laughs> so,
0: you buy it, he cooks it you get, and you both eat it. I buy it or whoever cook it. I, you know
1: what I'm saying? I buy whatever y'all want me to get, but I ain't doing no cooking. I ain't feeling the grill. I gotcha. You, got you. Now, did you have a just coming off of a three day weekend? Is that right? Well, I got home Saturday morning. Okay. Okay. So uh, you've looked at the board. What are you looking for? Something to get over to San Antonio there? If they have something, I
0: mean, they probably going on between now and weekend whatever if i had to go saturday I'd get what it. it just depends on what show up that i like or whatever you know i'll request it gotcha so
1: now we asked you about the coolest thing you've seen on the road what about the craziest thing you've seen in your days on the road just, uh, we had one i don't want.
0: oh go ahead i I'm don't right. want this, i don't want to put that one no on the air, cause that was in Chattanooga and I just, nah, there's nothing that I need to say, but it was crazy okay. what I saw
1: somebody doing. So it was crazy. Yeah.
0: In That's, broad daylight.
1: Well, you're, uh, you can't let that out of the bag and not finish the story where anything goes on here. It's wide open. Yeah. Okay. It happened in Chattanooga. I got an idea of what you're talking about, but I could be wrong. So kind of, kind of tell us what happened and what you saw. Well, I'm. I'm headed by the walking Atlanta
0: and all of a sudden this SUV here she repassed me and the guy was driving, the lady was naked, he was thanking the lady while she was leaving his lap. I said, I just eat <laughs> I couldn't believe it. With
1: the windows down. <laughs> Why my goodness. How long ago was this? And it probably been about four years. And you were coming through Chattanooga, saw this on your way heading south. What was your first reaction? I looked at, I said, I said "No, nah, I, I know I ain't. that ain't what I think it is." <laughs> Anything's possible, I guess, particularly when you've got that up high eagle's vantage point. Yeah, <laughs> you, it, you it, can yeah. see everything there.
0: Yeah, I wasn't seeing nothing. I was it was actually happening. <laughs> With one of down like they
1: didn't care. <laughs> That's a carefree couple right there. Yeah. <laughs> say the least. Now, Eddie, you're going to do a little run this week, and then we are uh, that'll put us into mid-March, and that Bahamas trip will be getting ever closer. Yeah. Yep. I can't wait. Now, not being a beach guy, what are you going to fill your time with when you're in the Bahamas? We gonna go, we we'll walk on the beach over there, but then you know, like I said, we uh, what they usually do is like once
0: you dock, they will let you off, and then the last time we went, we went to Nassau, and we had to be back on the boat by four thirty. Gotcha. So, I mean, you know, you can go. Out, we go to, uh, you know, buy. Everybody look over there cheap, but uh, actually now it's beginning to be the
1: same on the boat. So we, you know, we just walking around and doing a little shopping and all. So. Gotcha. Now, what's Eddie's drink of choice when he's in the Bahamas? On the boat. I'm a Long Island man. Okay. Bahamas or anywhere? Anywhere, yes. Okay.
0: On the boat, they give you, you pay the price, I think it's like 200, and you get up to 15 drinks a day. How many drinks will Eddie have? I, I try to get them all.
1: <laughs> when I, that's a hard to do, though, trying to drink 15 drinks a day. That's hard. Well, you know, you can't day drink unless you start early. <laughs> I said 3 or 4 o'clock last night I was drinking. You stayed up that late? <laughs> yes, sir. How'd you feel the next day? I was good because, you know, they had food all night, too. So. so you were able to keep it balanced out there? Yes, sir. I got gotcha. you. Well, Eddie McTheny, I just wanted to ask you, uh, as we wrap up here, i uh, let you have the floor here. Anything you'd like to say to anyone who's considering driveway trucking? Obviously, we'd love them to come to Norton Transport. What would you say to them as your piece of advice? You've been doing this a long time. You've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. What would you say, what would you offer up as advice to someone who may be considering this?
0: Well, I, you know, I'll tell, I'll tell them get, definitely getting on and try. I mean, it's going to be up to them what they like. it. I mean, because, you know, stuff you like, I ain't going to like, and stuff I like, you ain't going to like. But, I mean, if you get up, uh, you get my dispatch, you know, which, which he's not taking on anybody else. And then, you know, Michael and his father and all of them, I, I think, in Steph and Stephanie, my dispatch, I, I they're a bunch of cool. And then Dave and, and uh, Bon armor, you know, but like, again, I think it is, it's what you make of it, how you want to act around people, where they're going to react to you, you know?
1: Right, exactly. Um, That's very good advice from Eddie McTheney here on the Six Figure Trucker brought to you by Norton Transport. We're going to wrap it up here, but Eddie, after we get off the air here, i got something I need to share with you in private, so don't hang up just yet. But after we get off the phone there, after we get off the recording session there, I'll. Uh, chat you up with a couple of things here, just laundry keeping matters. But Eddie McTheney joining us on the Six Figure Trucker brought to you by Norton Transport. Eddie, thank you so much and uh, good luck to you uh, on the or have a good time, I should say when you make your way down to the Bahamas and good luck to the Gators this year. Uh, Alright, thank you. Alright, see you, Eddie. Six Figure Trucker is brought to you by Norton Transport. Norton Transport is a drive-away trucking company that customers can rely on It offers excellent independent contract driving opportunities to professional, courteous, and qualified drivers that can provide the kind of service we deliver. If you're interested in learning more about Norton or just want to subscribe to the show, check out 6-figuretrucker.com. That's 6-figuretrucker.com.